Welcome aboard the Passport to Manifest podcast. This is your captain, Melanie Garris speaking. Fasten your seatbelts as I take you on a journey through some big mindset shifts and deep dive into all things manifestation and spirituality. If you are someone who loves to travel, dreams of a life with more freedom, fun, and wealth, this podcast is your passport to manifest it all. Hello and welcome to the Password to Manifest podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Guerra. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to briefly mention or I guess announce something that I didn't get to talk about in the previous episode about conquering imposter syndrome. Um, I shared with you one of the examples, the most recent examples, where I had to, you know, conquer that inner voice that was saying, you know, don't do this, and how terrified I was during and after doing the thing that it was telling me not to do, but that my intuition was like, yes, you need to go for it. Anyways, long story short, I got the opportunity. At first, I thought I got like a maybe. And then a few days later, out of nowhere, I get a message saying like, all right, let's do this. So yeah, I'm so excited. It's just more proof, right? That when you conquer that imposter syndrome, magical things happen. So anyways, let's get to today's episode. Today, we are talking about how failures lead to a more aligned life. We spend so much time trying to do everything that we can to avoid failure. Many times that involves holding ourselves back from taking action towards our dreams because we feel we are not ready yet and we feel we have to take more time to be fully quote-unquote ready. And sometimes we'll even spend not just time, but also money to avoid failure or at least we'll spend it on offers promising us that we will avoid failure if we just buy this one thing but again reality is that if you are meant to grow and learn something and if you are trying to move towards a more aligned life and by that i mean a life that is more in line with your dream life then you are going to have to fail. It is a requirement. That's not something that anyone wants to hear, but that's just the reality, right? We're going to have to face it in some way. Otherwise, like, duh, how do we grow? And how do we find what it is that truly feels so yummy and so aligned for us? I'm willing to bet that there is at least one event in your past One situation that did not work out as you previously wanted it to and now you can either see why it made sense that it didn't work out as you desired or you're relieved, you maybe are very grateful that it didn't work out or that door didn't open. And that's the cool thing about doors closing. Eventually, as time passes, you gain perspective. Like one day, suddenly, out of nowhere, you're like, oh, you know what? I get it now. But until that day arrives, it stings. It sucks. It feels like it means something negative about you or about your destiny, your future life. And you're terrified, right? That like, maybe what if that door that closed was the only door that was ever going to open for you and that you're never going to have any doors like that or better open up, right? That's the fear that we have. 
but I can tell you from experience, and I've had quite a few doors close, especially in the past two years, which we're going to get into in just a little bit. I can tell you that every time a door has closed, another one has opened, and it's usually always been either equally or more fulfilling than the one that closed. So maybe we can reframe failures this way. If I fail at this one thing, if I get a door closing on my face, then that means that an even better opportunity is going to present itself. And I now have something to look forward to, right? So once I process my emotions, because yeah, it's going to sting, it's going to suck. I have something to be excited about. I can't wait to see what this opportunity is. Doesn't it just feel so much better if we could always reframe it that way? I'm going to try to keep that in mind for next time. So I want to share with you some of what back then as they were happening, I would have considered my most embarrassing fails, but that now I can definitely see how they led to this more aligned life that I am very happy with and that I love. So back in 2015, I want to say I was just about a year out of college and I realized I didn't want to do what I went to college for anymore, which was teaching, specifically foreign languages. And the only reason that was my major is because I am in love with the French language and I dedicated myself to learning it and becoming fluent. And because it's college and you have to pick you know, something to do with what it is you're going to major on, I had to choose teaching. Uh, That was the thing that I guess I liked better. The other option was being a translator and I did not want to do that. So yeah, I thought I liked it, but not really. I ended up not wanting to do it anymore. Anyway, so I kind of was like up in the air with what I wanted to do with my life. And one day I came across as I feel many of us have by this point of our lives, an MLM post. You know what that is? A network marketing or direct sales company. And they were talking about having time freedom, which was a concept I was not familiar with, which meant that you could, you know, work on your own hours, on your own time. And they also talked about location freedom. And I was like, whoa, that's a thing? People can work from anywhere. Mind you, this is 2015 and this is not a popular thing, right? Um, So I was so intrigued by that and I was like drooling when I would see people posting about how they were working from their trips, from a cafe, from their couch. Like I wanted that life. And the third thing that I was introduced to via these posts was the ability to earn an unlimited income and that was very exciting to me so i ended up signing up which was something i never believed i would do because in the past i had attended mlm presentations but it was usually from people that were like my parents age so they were not relatable and when they were talking about their compensation plans and all that stuff i just thought they were like full of it and crazy but seeing it come from somebody that was more relatable more my age I guess it hit different. So I signed up. I gave it a proper year. I 
did everything I could to like learn how to sell, how to recruit people, how to bring it up in conversations. I mean, I just like did the most. I I did too much. I, I really, really tried and never sold more than like $300 in a month. Or I guess I should say I never made more than $300. And that was one time, not even every month. So that was a huge, very embarrassing fail for me that I just want to like earth swallow me when the moment that I decided to quit because if you are familiar with how network marketing works, the modern way to you know get people to buy your products and, and recruit them is by posting on social media. So I was one of those girls who was like posting all the time because they they told me I needed to post like three times a day so sure enough I did it I would post like two to three times a day about these products and like you know how everyone says how cringe like looking at your Facebook post from 10 years ago is well mine are cringe from like what is it now I can't even do the math (laughs) okay 20 it was seven years ago yeah, seven years ago, they're just so cringe. Every time I see an MLM post of mine pop up in my memories, I'm like, ah, oh, why did I do that? But anyways, yeah, so it was like a, to me, it felt like a very public fail, right? Because I went from posting about this thing every day saying that I believed it was like God's gift to earth, basically. It was, what did I call it? Like gold, I can't, gold liquid, I can't remember. And then all of a sudden, obviously, like, you know, not posting about it ever again. I was so concerned of, you know, what are people going to think? They're going to know. They're going to know that I failed and they've probably been waiting for me to fail, right? Like, that's that's how my mind worked at the time. People don't care, but (laughs) that's what I believed. And I was just, yeah, I never, like, talked about it or anything to people You know, I never went on announcing, like, oh, hey, I'm leaving because I just, like, was, like, mortified so anyways obviously looking back right at the time I thought that was that was a terrible fail because I felt so lost like honestly quitting that was very hard because I had fallen in love with the idea of having time freedom and location freedom so much that to quit to me, it meant like letting it go. It meant like I'm never going to get another opportunity or another job that offers these things. So I thought I was like having to let go of that. Little did I know that those opportunities would present themselves later. As I said previously, a door always opens. And it actually did. Like the next thing that I went on to do right after quitting the MLM was real estate. And what do you know, real estate offers two freedoms that I wanted or two features that MLMs feature, uh, which is time freedom, right? Because you can make your own schedule, you can work whenever you want, and there is no set income. So you can, the sky's the limit with, with real estate, which is amazing. And I consider that to have been a pretty successful career for me because it was my first time in my third year of real estate that I made six figures and like that's pretty amazing okay that's so many people's goal 
But in the end, or towards the end of my third year of real estate, so right after that very successful year, I attended this convention that like completely flipped my life upside down in, in the best way possible because it set me on the track that I am on now. And when I attended, I ended up realizing, wait, I said I wanted location freedom too. And there was a speaker talking about it on stage. She literally just mentioned something like, you know, I don't have to work from New York where she lives. She can work from anywhere. And I was like, wait a minute, what happened to like my whole location freedom thing? So not only that, but I also realized that I had a bigger purpose. Like I wanted to impact people's lives in a much bigger way than I was doing. And that's when I guess real estate didn't start feeling as aligned with like my soul's purpose. So I left that conference with this idea that I was going to create a course. That didn't quite work out, but I found this coach that introduced me to the world of coaching and then I decided I was going to become a coach. That was going to be my journey to getting to where I wanted to be. So I envisioned, you know, maybe I would work with a few people one-on-one, eventually I would work with groups, and then with even larger groups, and then maybe I would have a podcast, and then maybe I would start speaking, and then I would be living the life that I was wanting to live and having the impact that I wanted to have. Uh, But that's not what happened, obviously, and that's why we're here, and this is the second most embarrassing fail of my life. By the way, just know that you are VIP right now because you're getting the exclusive. I feel like (laughs) I am finally going on the record confessing like what happened because I haven't told anyone this except my husband and a couple of my closest people, but I've been very vague with the details. Like again, I was mortified. I didn't want to tell my audience that followed me for two years what happened. So First, let's backtrack because I know there's probably lots of you who are not familiar with my journey at all. So when I first decided to become a coach, it was it was a journey figuring out what kind of coach I wanted to become. At first, I was a social media coach for real estate agents and I worked with two clients right right off the bat as soon as i started promoting myself which was awesome that gave me hope for the future i thought oh this is growing but then like a couple months into it my excitement for it died down really fast and it wasn't because i didn't love coaching it was because i didn't love the topic i was like i don't see myself speaking on real estate stages i don't want to be the real estate speaker, I want to, again, talk to more people, right? Motivate them in different aspects of their life, not just specific to this career. So I don't know. I just wasn't like lit up by it. So I switched over to being a business coach because it was a little bit more general. It was a little bit more, not general, but more broad. I could help more people. I could talk to all kinds of entrepreneurs. Well, really more like service-based entrepreneurs. I didn't mess with product-based entrepreneurs because I feel like they're a whole different animal and I'm not familiar with that world. But anyway, so this is the year 2020, right? When I decided to start the coaching thing. And in July 2020 is when I sign what I didn't know at the time would be my last business coaching client. 
So I only ended up signing two, one of them which was a repeat client from when I was coaching real estate agents, which I'm very grateful for that she, you know, made the investment twice and liked me enough and trusted me to to do that and was happy with, you know, the first time um, that she decided to give it a second go. But yeah, that was the last time and I feel like I really have to emphasize the effort that I put into trying to get clients here. So the way that you get clients when you do coaching is through launches, especially when you are an online coach. So basically you create a program and then you market it for a period of time. It can be anywhere from a week to six weeks. And when I started, I would do launches for six weeks. That meant promoting and talking about the program and finding creative new ways to promote it and to talk about something different and hit people from all these different angles, right? Because you don't just want to repeat the same thing every day, right? You got to get people's emotions and hit people's like objections and etc. So I would do that every single day for six weeks at least at the beginning, like for my first two to three launches and all of those led to zero signups. So, I mean, just imagine like I was heartbroken. I remember I was on a trip one time. I've like, will never forget, but I, I need to like heal the, these moments. But I was in Chicago and I was so excited to be there. I had this amazing Airbnb with these floor to ceiling windows that you could oversee the skyline, the Chicago skyline. And you could see, um, I guess it's a lake, Lake Michigan. I don't know what it's called. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, the lake, which looks like a beach and it was a beautiful, beautiful view. And I was just imagining, oh my gosh, like one day, this is my dream life, you know, working and having this view, working from like an Airbnb like this and connecting with people. And I'm working in a way that like fulfills me and helps other people. But that also happened to be like, the trip happened to be the end of my launch and just like coming to that harsh realization that, you know, nobody has signed up and having to face that. And I was just like crying <laughs> on like my last night there inconsolably because yeah, I mean, it hurts, right? It's like, it's like something that you poured so much energy to just for like no one to want it. It almost feels like personal, but it's not. So yeah, so that was 2020. Very fun. I, I shifted through group program launches and then one-on-one program launches and like nothing worked. And when I tell you I tried everything, I really, really did. And I ended up shifting once again, one last time, the types of coaching that I was doing. So all those fails led me to feel very, very impostery, like to the point that it was, there was no advice in the world you could give me because I almost felt unethical. So when you are a business coach online, especially, you are probably working with a type of client that also wants to set up a business online or that already has an online business and just wants to get more clients. They want to grow. So for me to promote 
signing clients and you know this strategy is going to help you sign more clients it it would have been a lie because i wasn't signing those clients so i i didn't feel and some people you know there's different opinions and across the board in the industry some people say you know that doesn't make you unqualified that you didn't sign clients because in your previous business you got lots of clients you made six figures but then there's the other people that are like well, no, those are two unrelated things. So you can't say that. So anyways, what matters is what I felt. And I felt that it wasn't right. And I couldn't convince myself otherwise. So I ended up shifting and I was like, well, what am I successful at that I could sell? What good things have happened for me that I could teach other people how to do? And for me, that was manifestation at that point. I was like, well, you know, I may not have signed clients, but somehow I'm manifesting. Wait, let me backtrack. I may not have signed clients and my real estate business might be going downwards because I put my focus away from it. I was putting all of my effort into into coaching because I really wanted that baby to grow. And even though all those things, all those like, I guess, bad things were happening, really cool things were still happening in my life. I was still manifesting trips and money coming in in like random ways. So I was like, you know what? Maybe there is something to this and maybe I can talk about this and and do this kind of coaching. So I switched to like manifestation and mindset coaching, hence the previous episodes of this podcast. And I ended up signing one client in all of 2021. So I made the shift I believe around April, May, I signed a client in June and never signed another client again. And I continued promoting and launching programs. And I tried not to create new ones because I was like, maybe if I just relaunch the same program and and commit to this curriculum because I really believe in it, maybe people will, you know, eventually sign up. Well, that didn't happen. And by December 2021, I was just over it. And no amount of motivational podcasts or courses or coaches were going to bring me back from this like headspace that I was in back to that excited and hopeful state of mind that I was for the two years that I dedicated my time into this, right? In fact, around that time is when I really started diving deep into my spirituality and was probably what led me to realize like, hey, you need to cut this off. It's not working and cutting it off doesn't mean you're a quitter, right? It just means you're closing the chapter on this one and allowing a new better door to open. But man, let me tell you, closing that door was so hard for me because I still loved coaching. Like the few opportunities that I got to coach people, I was so lit up by it. And so having to let go of that felt like letting go of a relationship, like a romantic relationship that I had been in for two years where I still love that person, but they just didn't love me back. Like, can you imagine that? That's literally exactly how I felt. I felt like I was breaking up with someone and I didn't want to, but it had to happen. Today, I can say I'm actually grateful that that big embarrassing fail happened because one, if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't have been so desperate for answers 
that I wouldn't have dived into the world of spirituality or accidentally stumbled upon it because that's what happened. I got curious and I just fell into this rabbit hole and I loved knowing and being able to like connect to something greater than myself, but also looking within myself for answers. And if I hadn't fallen into that spiritual rabbit hole, me and my favorite cousin, who I always consider like my brother because I'm an only child, uh, would not have mended our relationship, would let us to mend our relationship that and the bond that we used to have was me finally understanding like what he was into and where he was coming from because he became spiritual way sooner than I did and I just like did not understand him. In fact, I totally misunderstood him and just that kept us distanced for years and that is no more. Another amazing thing that this fail led to was me seeking out a place or community that had like certain spiritual related events kind of like sound healing and the cacao ceremonies and when I found the salt cave I was first of all very attracted to the sound healing meditation so I attended one and then that led me to get very curious about these cacao ceremonies that they kept posting about and when I attended my very first cacao ceremony which happened to be on my birthday what like a magical special day I ended up connecting with these humans these people on a whole nother level that I had never connected to anyone before but that my heart had been longing to for years I always felt like there was something wrong with me like it was hard for me to make friendships and all of a sudden I was having these deep conversations with people who had only known me for 30 minutes an hour and I felt so connected to them already I was just mind blown and I'm so grateful that I see it as like that fail led me to find my community where I feel heard, I feel seen, and I feel like we all connect to something deeper. And it is just so amazing. What a beautiful freaking thing came out of that one painful fail, right? There's also been some wonderful redirections that have happened in my career journey I guess you could call it all thanks to coaching not working out so really there's so many things to be grateful for that came out of that I recognize that it both was painful and it sucked and at the same time there is something to be grateful for how interesting is that like polarity right something can be two opposite things at the same time I hope that me sharing these fails with you today has maybe illuminated some moments in your life that felt like painful failures, but now maybe you're starting to see it a different way and start to recognize the things that you have to be grateful for, like the awesome things that came out of that one sucky event. If this episode was helpful to you in any way, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one and hit me up on Instagram at Passport to Manifest. See you guys on the next episode.